0: We thank you for tuning in to the Warning Radio Program. Today, Rev. Adiah Hansen, Dr. Hansen's wife, is sharing a message that she shared with the staff and families of World Ministries International at their weekly Sabbath service. Now, let's begin.
1: So, the message of today is called the Burning Ones. Burning Ones. Now, um, the word seraphims, seraph, means the burning ones so the seraph these beings that are in the presence of God are burning spirits they're burning spirits now I'll read the book of Exodus chapter 4 verse 1 now then Moses answered and said but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice suppose they say The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. And you all know the story, how he cast it to the ground and turned to a snake, a serpent, and he picked it up. Now, that is the question that Moses asked the Lord. But suppose they do not believe me or listen to my voice. So Moses is asking a question. If I go to the people, what if they don't believe me? And he said he has a rod in his hand. And the Lord showed him how to use the rod. So I'm using this verse to say when the Lord sends you, he equips you with a tool. If you read the book of Luke, Luke chapter 24, verse 49, it says, Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry. In the city of Jerusalem, until you're endued with power from on high. Now, Jesus is telling the disciples, don't just get up and start doing the work. He told them, tarry, tarry in the city until you're endued with power from on high. So that tells us, you don't, don't just jump and start doing ministry or ministering to people. You have to tarry in the presence of God and to be equipped with power, not just power. It says power from on high. So the power that shall come shall come from Mount Zion. So if you know you're called first, you're called to minister unto God first until he sends you. So you just don't take off like a tornado. And say, let's say I gave you a prophecy. You're called to be, let's say, a prophet. And the first thing you jump, you jump and start running across the street. Can I prophesy to you? Can I prophesy to you? Wrong. That's an error. Jesus said, tarry. Tarry in the presence of God for you to receive power from on high. The book of Matthew 3.11 says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So that's what I'm going to dwell on more today. Here it talks about three baptisms. There is the baptism of water, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and there's a third one. It's called the baptism of fire. So for it to be complete, you need to go through the three baptisms. So most people think when they go through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then they've gone through the baptism of fire as well. If you look at the days of Pentecost in Acts chapter two, they received, these are two separate baptism, but they happened at one time. There was the baptism of fire and was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, if we, let me go read that verse. Acts chapter two, verse one. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all one with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them. And there's an end. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So at the day of Pentecost, there were two baptisms that happened at one time. Now, most people are conversant with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But the baptism of fire, when it comes upon you, the indication that it has come is that there is a transformation? There has to be a transformation. Because when this fire comes, what it does, it burns off things that are filthy within the person. We're talking about the strongholds of the mind. We're talking about hurts and wounds, and talking about memories. We're talking about deep things that cause damage to the soul of a person. When the fire comes, what it does, it cleans. All that, all that filth, that's what the baptism of the fire does. So the baptism of the fire is what that will transform the minister to be the flames of fire. There's a verse that says, and to the angels, he made them spirits. Other version says winds and the ministers to be flames of fire. If you look at this word ministers, is not just the angelic being ministers because angelic beings are ministering spirits, but also public, I'm talking about public servants. So the word ministers is servants. So God has servants in form of angels and God has servants in form of man. So there's usually a partnership between the angelic servanthood and the human and they work together to form the ministers of God. Becoming flames of fire. If you read the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 says in this in these last days God will speak through his son. So when God is speaking through his son this is the same son that will baptize in the Holy Spirit and with fire. These are two distinct and separate baptisms. But they can happen at one time and they can happen independently from one another too. You might find somebody being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then after some time, the baptism of fire comes next. Okay. So if you look at how the acts of the apostle did when they did the baptism, there are people who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when they asked the Lord, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And then there's also laying on of hands. Where somebody lay hands on you. If you look at the book of Acts 19. There's the laying of hands that causes the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well we have an example in this room with James. It was through the laying on of hands. If you look at the book of John chapter 5 verse 35. And here they're talking about John the Baptist. And they said that John was a burning. And a shining light. A burning and a shining light. That's John 5, verse 35. These are the words of Jesus describing John as a burning and a shining light. So so as we, there are people who are called to be burning and shining light. But if you look at the life of John, you know, burning and shining light just doesn't happen because you just are a born again Christian. If you look at the life of John, he was in the wilderness for a while. And then he came forth and he was burning. Okay. When when Jesus was baptized, he was dipped in the water, baptism of water. And then the Holy Spirit came upon him in form of a dove, number two. And what happened is he was led into the wilderness. He was led into the, the spirit led him to the wilderness. Look at the pattern. You were born by the water, born by the spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead you into the wilderness. There in the wilderness is where you shall receive the baptism of fire. Because the fire, what it does, it will purge you. It will clean you up. It will purge things in your life. These are the fire. It's not the fire of being judged. It is the fire of refining. In that when you come out of it, you come as a burning and a shining light. So what the fire does, if you read out how the Hebrew people, the Hebrew boys were thrown into the fire. So the fire was lit seven times more than usual. It happens to us too. Sometimes the fire is ignited more than seven times, and you're thrown into the fire. When you're thrown into the fire, what happened with the Hebrew boys? It's only the bonds that are the ones that got burnt but they were not burnt they were not burnt it's only the bondages being bound is what burnt and that's what when the fire comes into the life of a believer it's the bondages that are being burnt it's the damages that are being burnt it's demonic attachments that are being burnt This kind of baptism, demons cannot be able to stand that kind of fire because it is a holy fire. So when the holy fire comes upon a person, what happens is if there was a demonic entity within the person, the demon usually runs. It can't withstand the fire because it is a holy fire. Now, if you have been in the wilderness, let's say you are in the wilderness right now. What, what's happening is there's some things in your life that are being fixed. You're going through a purging, you're being purged, you're being purged. That's what's happening. When Jesus comes for his church, he's coming for a spotless without wrinkles church, and that's why he causes his children to be immersed in the fire. So when they come out of the fire, they are spotless. The Holy Spirit will only be powerful in the life of a believer who acknowledges his authority. You don't say you're born again and you don't listen to him. There's no way he can be powerful in the life of such a person because you're walking in rebellion. And then also you have to acknowledge that you're insufficient and you have to become fully dependent on God. When you must mastered the fire, what happens is you're fully dependent on God because one thing Some things happen like people run away from you. That's one. People desert you. People leave you. You get abandoned. You get rejected. You get beat up here and there. And the only place you could look to is where? From within. And from from within, who lives in you? And you look up above. Where does my help come from? So when you're going through the purging, what happens is you have no option. There's no plan B. It's only one plan. And that one plan is to look to God. That's all you got. Before Jesus comes, he will send his messengers, talking about the seraphims, to prepare his people. The book of Malachi says he will sit as a refiner's fire and he will purge the sons of Levi and refine them as gold and as silver. Well, this kind of refinement is not under your control. The difference between the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we have the indication of speaking in tongues and it's at will. If I want to speak in tongues right now, I can. If I want to speak it when I'm sleeping, I can. I could just wake up and just start. But the baptism of fire is not under your control. The one who controls is the one who is who gives the baptism. And the time tag to it, there's no time tag. You don't know how long you're going to be in the fire. You have no idea how long you're going to stay in there. So what you do is just submit to the baptizer. And when he sees he has purged and cleaned you up, they' you're all good to go, then he takes you off. But what will happen is you'll be transformed. You'll be renewed. And if you have demonic issues, we're talking about there's some things that, are, that happen to people's lives are demonic. And then sometimes they attach to the person. You find memories... They have memories that cause the person to act, you know, you know how they act If they have memories, if they have triggers, you have people who have hurt or trauma when they were children or if at some point. So sometimes you find there's a spirits that are attached to them. Spirits of insecurity. That's one. You find people spirits of fear, spirits of anxiety. You find the people start to hear voices, the deceiving spirits speaking to them and they heed to the voice of this things. Now, when the fire is complete, the person now becomes a transformed and a renewed person. And these are the people who become effective, more effective in these last days. And that is what Jesus wants to do right now. He wants to clean his house. If you read the book of Psalms 105, verse 19, here they're talking about Joseph. And he says, until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tried him. Other version says, tested him. Before you start walking in the fullness of what Christ has ordained in your life, you'll be tested. You'll be tried. And this is by fire. This is by fire. If If you look at the life of Joseph, he was thrown in prison. He was sold as a slave by his own brethren. He was thrown in prison by being accused of trying to sleep with the Potiphar's wife. He was in prison for two years. Here, we look at a person who's wondering, it's like, from bad to worse. I was thrown as a slave. Now, look, I'm ending up in prison. Now, what's going to happen to me? And he was deserted, too, because the people he prophesied about... What the king will do, even when they were reinstated, they forgot about him. That's what happens. People forget you. You get forgotten by people. The prison sometimes you're thrown into it could be a spiritual prison, whereby you were placed in a prison and you cannot get out into that prison. And you ask yourself, Lord, why is this happening? Why I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm doing all these things and nothing is happening. We all know that God is faithful. There's some things you do. When you wait upon him, he's good because the Bible says he's good to those who wait upon him. And there are times you're in a prison and you do everything, but nothing seems to happen. You're not getting out of, not getting out of the prison. You're in the fire. You're being trained in the spirit. It's called the school of the spirits. The some people who start to cast out demons when they're older or in ministry. It starts at a certain point. You find the person sometimes when they were like four or five, they start to see demons at that age. They start to see demons at an early age and they wonder what is going on here. Demons oppress them at a younger age. They see them. They will get oppressed. All these things happening. They go for deliverance here and there, here and there. And still, it just keeps happening over and over and over. And probably the person is praying, Lord, Okay, what's going on? Sometimes you find a minister who's going through the fire. What will happen is you're ministering to people. You're ministering to people who have a problem. You, that the, You have the same problem. You might find your home is falling apart and you're ministering to a people whose homes are falling apart. But you have to be faithful to the calling. You don't say, oh Lord, I have a problem with this. I cannot minister to them because I have the same problem. No, you minister to the people because you're faithful to the calling. I'll just add something here. When you're anointed in a certain area, let's say. Say you're anointed in, let's say what? Ministering the prophetic or something like that. Now, you find the person trying to go into business. It doesn't work like that. You have to stay where you're put until, let's say, the Lord decides to add you more of the anointing. If you're called to minister to people like the drug people and all that, you do that, deal with them. But you don't jump and start ministering in other areas you're not called. Where the anointing is, is where there's authority. If you're called for people who have drugs and addiction, you stay there. So that's where the authority is. If you try to go somewhere else, it's not going to work there because you stay where you have been called you stay there now if you've gone through the baptisms and you want the baptism of fire now also you have to ask of it in humility you have to be humble and it's, it has to come from a pure heart it's not that you want power to show off because you wanna go start showing people, do you know I can cast out demons and all that? No, you don't ask for this kind of power to show off or to prove a point, but you ask for it that you may stand for him, that you may stand for Christ and also be able to stand in the altar of prayer. The intent has to be a pure intention. Do you know what happens? If you take off, the devil's going to wait for you right there because he'll know you're immature and you want to jump and start to do, you want to, you want to wear big boy pants and you're still a toddler. So what, the, what happens is he'll orchestrate something and he'll wait for you in the future because you're not mature enough to handle that. And then you'll fall badly. You have to stay where you have been called. That's one and you tarry until you're endued with power from on high. And it's not speaking in tongues, that's just an evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The power has to be available. And all this, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, he said, it says, it will guide you into all truth. So you stay under his submission for him to guide you through on what to do, how to do it. So this will be able to avoid future failures. It's like, <clears throat> he has not told me to start ministering to like leaders the way pastor does. And hear me with my big mouth, I start starting in front of leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Hmm? You stay. I know he said I will, but it's not time. I have to tarry and tarry and stay there until... I've been due with the power and then after that, I have to wait and hear him say, now go. You have to wait to be sent. You don't just jump into it. People have, people have caused casualties in such matters. If you know you have a prophetic voice or you can hear and all that, make sure you know that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you because there are many voices. You have to be very careful because you have just started. You have just started. So the enemy might just come and whisper something. You, you don't even know what the voice of Jesus feels like or how it sounds. You go like, the Holy Spirit told me to do this and you go and blander really bad. You go to prophesy to people. You break relationship, destroy marriage because you said the voice the God told you. And if these people stand before God and God said, did I tell you? Did I? Then you're on your own. You have to be trained and listen. Stay and tarry. Tarry until you're sent. Tarry and be able to learn and discern the voice of Jesus. He said his sheep knows his voice. The sheep only depends on the shepherd. You have to be very dependent on him to know. Because after he sifted the voices, then you will be able to tell. If you look at Elijah, he was, looking at, he was waiting for the voice of the Lord. Is it in the thunder? Is it on this loud voice? Is it this... And then he was looking for the voices there until he, until he was told the small still voice but him being anointed still he was not able to detect the voice this is anointed this is an anointed person elijah he waited so oh, this is the voice in the wind or in the blast or whatever until it was revealed to him as the small still voice if elijah can be able to take his time to discern the voice how about you So if you're in the wilderness right now, or you were in the wilderness, now you know why you went to the wilderness. It's called the school of the spirit. You have to be schooled by the spirit. And the school of the spirit comes in many forms. You know, sometimes they go like, oh Lord, I want to be a good person. I want to be so forgiving. He will throw you in the fire in that people will really come against you. And you want, you know what's going to happen? You have to learn to forgive. You have to learn to forgive. And until you get that point that you have to forgive, yeah, I remember I had some forgiving issues. Woo boy, you know, people came from right, left, and center. And they bugged me bad. Mm. And you know the funny thing is, that sometimes you look for vindication and you won't get it. You'll say, Lord, vindicate me. I've been accused falsely, vindicate me. But you might find the vindication still will not come. It'll take a long time.
0: Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Warning Radio program. Tune in again tomorrow as Reverend Adalia Hansen will continue with her message, The Burning Ones. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs made for television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen.